Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back to the Out of the Box podcast. We're halfway through. If you've stuck with us this long, you might as well stay till the end because due to how rankings work, it literally only gets better from here as we continue the Alabama softball 2021 moments of the year as voted by our committee. This is number three. I'm Gray Robertson. That is my partner, Tom Canterbury. Number three, the SEC Tournament Championship against Florida innings one, six, and seven. It was on 12 of 16 ballots. This was a heck of a game. I mean, again, Montana Fouts doing her thing. A first inning that still doesn't make sense (laughs) and a real coronation for this Alabama team because we could feel the tide turning at the end of the regular season. They fought through adversity, got some big wins earlier in the SEC tournament. But this was kind of the moment where you thought, oh, this is a team that could really go win a national championship. And it was because of how this squad showed up on the biggest stage in the SEC tournament. Yeah. You really kind of discovered if you didn't know already, but you really discovered that Alabama could jump on Montana Fouts's back and, and she, and she just would not be denied in certain times. But that being said, Alabama had a great group around her that was able to, you know, make pick her up in certain situations was able to score runs, manufacture runs. We, you know, the ultimate manufacturer in the first inning here against the Gators. The records broken, the absolute dominance that she was able to do against uh, a team, again, a historically, one of your historical rivals in the conference. You knew it was going to come down to Alabama, Florida. The, the way Florida got into this game mm. against Missouri in, in the semifinals, Missouri should have won that game. I just – Flat out, they should have won that game, but Florida did what Florida does. Yeah. And they had the opportunity to do that same thing against Alabama in this game, and uh, Montana Fouts was not having it. My favorite part of what you're all about to hear is the sixth inning, and it's not because of Alabama scoring. It's because of what Montana Fouts did in the bottom half. That was the inning where it was Eccles, Lindemann. Right. And uh, Eccles, easy pop out. Lindemann, strikeout from Fouts. Hmm. That – is what you have to do. And it was just such such a great moment for her, such a great moment for the program, and such a great moment for the fans because what you're going to hear is an incredibly loud crowd because we were outside and we had opened up the gates and we had increased the capacity and the people showed up. The oh line <laughs> was essentially all the way back to Birmingham around the stadium. It was an incredible day. It, it's one of the most uh, electric and amazing atmospheres uh, I've ever seen in college softball. It, it was one of those where, you know, because of the way things were, the radio crews, we had to actually, we were outside and I didn't mind it. I liked it. I we loved were, it. That we were out there and you could even more so feel the electricity and, you know, even dealing with the giant black box that was 
blocking right field. Uh, did, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> the the anti COVID box for 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 ESPN. Uh, but you know the that entire week and then the culminating with Florida, and it really shows you how special game number moment number two and was that the championship game isn't the top i know the top moment from the sec tournament uh, i had it in my ballot i had it number two uh, and i had you know i had, I had it, it number three but I, I don't have i don't have as much of a problem with this as i had the auburn game being <laughs> number five uh but you know, this uh this game against florida like you i mean we were we knew you know months before well i was gonna play florida for the championship <laughs> and that, it was easy yeah and and that's how it worked out. And uh, Alabama kind of jumped out early. Really got the you know didn't Florida did not have a chance to take the crowd out of it because of what Alabama did in the first inning. And then Montana Fouch just absolutely dominating the rest of the way. It was awesome. Yeah, that first inning was great. Honestly, two through five, not exactly innings that'll you know make you go back and listen again. No, not much happened. But six and seven the way Alabama made adjustments in the box against Katie Cronister. That's something we talk about a lot, especially with the Taylor Clark RBI, Montana mowing through the bottom of the sixth, and then finding a way to close out in the seventh against the bottom of the Florida order. It was just a great moment for the team and for the program and for Montana. And uh, you're all about to hear it. Before we get to, can, can we talk for just a second? Sure. About SEC all tournament team member, Taylor Clark. Mm and heck yeah we can because <laughs> this is not the last moment no in which she will be featured right <laughs> but like she she was a big part of this run if you if you had said to me in february that alabama is going to need taylor clark to come through in big chances to get where alabama needs to go i said alabama might be in trouble then but Alabama needed Taylor Clark because of the injuries, because of everything. Alabama needed Taylor Clark, and Taylor Clark stepped up. Mm -hmm. She came through big time, and I'm not sure I've ever been more happy for a player. Totally. Than than what than for Taylor, as you know, went through so much. Obviously, didn't have the overall stats that she would probably have wanted when she after she transferred here from Virginia Tech, but was a great teammate. Was you know was there every day was did everything that she was asked to do and when and had that mindset you know next man up i got to be ready yeah and when and when it, when that opportunity came up she came through whoo it's great making me tear up Tom. <laughs> wow we're gonna miss you tc and man oh man this is just part of the story again you'll hear from taylor clark as these rankings continue but her rbi in the sixth kind of squashed any doubt there might have been yeah it really did slam the door and uh you'll hear that in this clip we've got innings one six and seven in the sec tournament championship alabama versus florida here we go Welcome back to Rhodes Stadium, getting you set for Alabama and Florida, the championship game of the 2021 Southeastern Conference Softball Tournament here in Tuscaloosa. The starting lineups have been introduced to this great crowd here at the Rhodes House. And before we give you the Chick-fil-A starting lineups, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. 
Here is the Chick-fil-A starting lineup for the third-ranked and third-seeded Alabama Crimson Tide. They enter today's game with a 44-7 and overall record. Roll Tide with Chick-fil-A. Alabama on a 12-game win streak following the 6-5 win over Tennessee in the semifinals. The left fielder, Alexis Mack, will lead things off. Catching batting second is Bailey Hemphill. Kaylee Tao, the first baseman, bats third. Jenna Johnson, the designated player, batting fourth. Batting fifth, the right fielder, KB Sides. Savannah Woodard, the second baseman, batting sixth. Maddie Morgan, the third baseman, batting seventh. Taylor Clark, the shortstop, bats eighth. And Alyssa Brown, the center fielder, will bat ninth for Alabama, the designated visiting team for this ballgame as the lower seed in the tournament. And they will face in the circle for Florida, the right-handed junior from Monticello, Florida, Elizabeth Hightower. Hightower on the year with a 165 ERA, a 16-4 record, making her 32nd appearance and 24th start of the season. She has 10 complete games. She's pitched 136 innings, 88 hits, 36 runs. 32 of those have been earned. She's walked 41, struck out 97. Opponents batting 183 against Hightower so far on the year. Yeah, and Hightower has appeared twice in this SEC tournament. She's gone seven innings, seven hits, three runs, all earned, six walks, four strikeouts. But she was spectacular in the series earlier this year. 11 innings, seven hits, four runs, only one of those earned, five walks and five strikeouts. She throws at three speeds. It'll vary from 51 to 66. Her screwball is the key. That is the pitch that really hammers the righty batters. And we'll see her a chance change up from her as well. But she's facing a very different Alabama team from the one that we saw play Florida about a month ago. This is going to be quite the matchup. Alexis Mack steps in and the first pitch is a ground ball through. Burbank's hit into center field and Alexis Mack is on base to start things off here in the top of the first inning and Getting on top early, I think, is going to be very important here today, and that's what Alabama has done throughout this entire 12-game win streak and here in the SEC tournament. Yeah, in this 12-game win streak, Alabama has scored in the first inning nine times, and I really love that Mack attacked early in the Florida series this season. She was one for eight. It was a really disappointing weekend for her, but, man, she is riding high with confidence right now, and now we see what the Gators do with Bailey Hemphill. Bailey Hemphill steps in now. The... All-time career leader in home runs in Alabama history. Here comes the first pitch from Hightower. Inside for ball one. Hemphill on the year, batting 416. Leads the team in batting average. 52 of 125, 38 runs scored, 7 doubles, a triple, 11 homers, and 45 runs driven in. Was 1 for 2 yesterday. 2-0 is low, 2 balls and no strikes. Two RBIs, two walks, a run scored, had the two-run homer that gave Alabama the 6-5 lead. They ended up finishing up with the win against Tennessee. Yeah, a couple stats to get to. Against Florida earlier this year, Hemphill was 3-for-4. 750 batting average and an 889 OBP. She was walked five times in that series. 2-0 is fouled off on a check swing. Two balls and one strike. And here in this tournament, Hemphill's 3-for-5. Three runs scored. All three of those hits are dingers. Five RBIs, three walks. Your SEC Player of the Year, and if there was any doubt at all, mm. that doubt is gone. Hempill deserved it, and now has shown why here in this SEC tournament. Hightower looks in the 2-1 pitch. Bailey takes one on the knee and will head down to first on a hit by pitch. And Alabama, the runners on first and second with nobody out here in the first inning. Well, Hightower is going to go to that screwball pretty much exclusively against the righties. And against Mississippi State, she was missing more inside than she did when we saw her earlier this year. That time, that pitch just got away from her, hit the thigh of Hemphill, and, you know, you couldn't ask for a better start for the Crimson Tide. 
Defensive alignment for the Gators. Hoover in left, Lindsey in center, Goddard in right, Eccles at third, Longley at short, Adams at second, Lindemann at first, and Wilkie behind the plate. The first pitch to Kaylee Tao comes in high for ball one. Tao, the left-handed senior, batting 382. 60 of 157, 39 runs scored, 12 doubles, a triple, 7 homers, and 43 runs driven in. 3 for 3 with a run score and a walk yesterday against Tennessee. That one's in there for a strike, 1 and 1. Yeah, how about Kaylee Tao? Best batting average on the team in the SEC tournament, 4 of 5 for an 800 BA, a 57 OBP, and has been hitting 500 in the 12-game winning streak, 20 of 40 with 10 RBIs. The 1-1 pitch, Tao. Elevates this one, but it'll get out of play down the left field line. One ball, two strikes. But a note on the Florida defense. We hammered this in the series earlier this year. This is one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the entire country. Florida, first in the SEC in fielding percentage. They've been there, I feel like, every year since we've been doing this. Consistently top ten nationally. They're not going to make a ton of mistakes, but you've got to make them work a little bit in your at-bats. Here comes the one-two pitch to Tau. That one's lifted to left field, and it will fall foul down the left field line. Count remains one ball and two strikes. Umpires for today's ball game, Cameron Ellison behind home plate. Steve Gould, the first base umpire, Ron Alexander at third. Alabama leads the all-time series over Florida, 42-39, after Florida took two of three from the tide here in Tuscaloosa earlier in the season. The one-two pitch. Cal takes it low, two and two. Florida won game one, two nothing, and game two, nine two, before Bama came back to win game three, four to two, kicking off the current 12 game win streak. Yeah, Coach Murphy challenged the team after that tough nine two loss and said, don't lose again, and they haven't. <laughs> two two, Tao with a ground ball back to Hightower. She comes out of the circle and makes the stop, throws out Tao at first, but the runners advance. Now runners on second and third with one out. Well, you will absolutely take a productive out, but already, Tom, it's a small play, but that just showcases the defensive mind that Florida has. Hightower knew immediately not to look elsewhere. There was no chance to get Mack at third. Through to first, got the force. Good defensive play by Florida, but Alabama has two in scoring position. For Jenna Johnson, the designated player, right-handed hitting, the first pitch. Low for ball one. Johnson batting 275 on the year, 11 for 40 with nine runs scored, three doubles, and 12 runs driven in. Was 0 for 4 yesterday with a run scored. 0 for 1 earlier this year against Florida with a strikeout as a pinch hitter, so our first real chance to attack the Gators. 1-0 pitch. That's fouled off. Right at the Alabama dugout. Everybody's all right. One ball, one strike. In the SEC tournament, Florida leads the series 6-3 against Alabama, winning the last meeting in the 2019 title game 2-1. Bama beat Florida in the title game here in Tuscaloosa in 2012, 10-1 in five innings. 1-1 pitch. This is inside, 2-1. And, Tom, this just feels right. I mean, we saw the bracket come out. As soon as Florida clinched that share and got the top seed, you just kind of knew yeah. this was going to be your SEC tournament championship. There are going to be a lot of eyes around the country on this one. The 2-1 pitch. Johnson puts down a bunt down the third baseline. Max slides in safely. And the squeeze play brings in a run. Alabama has the early 1-0 lead. Well, this is brilliant execution from Jenna Johnson. Inside pitch, it's that same screwball. 
and Mack was high, tailing it. Eccles was playing back. It was too long a run to make that even a remotely close play at the plate. And now, Tom, Alabama has scored in the first inning in 10 of the last 13 games, jumping out early once again. My goodness, Alexis Mack, they threw home, but no chance to get Mack. Alabama now has the one nothing lead and KB side stepping to the plate. Runners on the corners. The first pitch sides fouls it off Four strike one. And I'll tell you what, Tom, the only way that play works is if it is called at the perfect time, because if you show your hand too early, Florida will be ready for it. They were not expecting that bunt to be laid down after Johnson swung away on the first three pitches. And because of that, the element of surprise gives Alabama one nothing lead. The L1. Sides takes it low and away. One ball, one strike. KB batting 343 on the year, 37 of 108, 30 runs scored, 10 doubles, and 17 runs driven in. Was 0 for 1 with a walk yesterday against Tennessee and noted Gator killer, KB Sides. That's in there for a strike, two and one. I've got so many documents here, Tom. I have to dig deep to pull out the Florida career stats. But yes, KB Sides, noted Gator killer. Career 455 average against Florida, 10 of 22. Homer, three RBIs, double, triple, and a 556 OBP. The one, two, and that's grounded foul. We'll do it again, one ball and two strikes. 81 degrees at first pitch, partly cloudy skies. Another gorgeous day here in Tuscaloosa. As Patrick Murphy mentioned in the pregame interview, could not have asked for better weather all week long for this tournament. Can we keep it going? Yes. Going to be back here next week. Certainly the plan. The one-two. That's a hard hit ball back to third. They will throw to second, and it gets away to right field. Bailey Hemphill comes in to score. Runners around the corners. It gets away from second base, and they will throw back not to get Johnson, and now KB Sides is sucking a run down. She gets back to first, and everybody's fair. Everyone's fine. It's 2-0 Alabama. Nope, now Sides is still in between first and second. They'll throw back to second. Sides is in the rundown again. She gets second. Here comes the throw. It's not going to be in time. Alabama grabs another one. Jenna Johnson comes in to score. It's 3-0 Crimson Tide with one out here in the top of the first inning. What in the world just happened, Gray? Well, let's break it down. First, Charla Eccles made a mistake, which, like, stop the presses now. An error from maybe the best third baseman in the entire country, but certainly in the SEC. Just a wayward throw. No reason for it. Just a bad throw. That allowed a run to come in as Hemphill scored pretty easily. And then all the credit in the world to KB Sides because she brought in a third run by herself. She could have easily gone back to first after the rundown appeared to not work and Johnson was still over at third. But the window was still a little bit open, so she kept dancing. And she made Florida have to react and have to think on defense. They thought a bit too much, and Johnson came in to score. Wow. A brilliantly executed first inning for Alabama. And that brings up Savannah Woodard. It's 3-0 Crimson Tide. The first pitch is swung on a miss for strike one. So that ball, that, that play is scored. Sides reaching on a fielder's choice. Johnson advancing the second on the throw, on the error. And then both runners scored on the error. That one's in there. Excuse me, outside for a ball. One ball, one strike on Woodard. 
all the credit in the world to KB Sides. And Patrick Murphy knew it immediately because as soon as Johnson came in to score, his first reaction was to point to Sides. She just got Alabama a very cheap run. Woodard make ground ball to second. Adams has it and throws out Woodard for out number two. Sides moves to second on the play. But this is what this team does. We've seen home run power the last two nights in key situations, but this is more the identity of this team. Manufacturing, mm -hmm. just doing things, making you have to work. And Florida did not react well. Maddie Morgan steps in. The first pitch to her is in the dirt. Not far enough for KB to go anywhere. For ball one. Morgan on the year, batting 241, 26 of 108, four runs scored, five doubles, and 19 runs driven in. Was 0 for 2 with a walk yesterday. Here comes the 1-0 pitch. Outside, two balls and no strikes. In the streak, Maddie Morgan is hitting 250, but that's with 10 RBIs. He'll take the run production for the average. Overall in the SEC tournament, 1 for 4. And against Florida earlier this year, was 1 for 9. 2-0 is low, three balls and no strikes. Just brilliant base running here in this <laughs> inning from Alabama all the way around and aided by a Florida mistake as well. 3-0, Morgan pulls back the bunt, takes a called strike, 3-1. 3-0 Alabama. We're here in the top of the first inning. There's two outs with a runner on second. Alabama now outscoring opponents 65-9 in the first this year. The 3-1 pitch. Morgan with a line drive into left field. That's down for a base hit. Rounding third, coming in and being thrown out at home is KB Sides. And Patrick Murphy is asking I think he wants obstruction, obstruction yeah. and I think he's got a really good case. Wilkie was well she was in, outside in, the line where she should have been. Yeah, she was in the way before the ball came in. And I think obstruction is reviewable, is it not? I'm not totally sure. I think, I think it is. I believe it is. So the umpires are getting together to talk about it. Because you can be in the way if you have the ball, but she did not have the ball yet. And, yes, they are going to review the obstruction possibility. This will be a coach's challenge from Patrick Murphy, so he'll have one more until the sixth inning when it is umpire-induced review. And the two reviews that Alabama has been a part of that have been successful for the Crimson Tide have been real game changers here in the SEC tournament. The strike them out, throw them out, double play in the first inning against Kentucky, and then a uh, a caught stealing against Tennessee at third base. Yeah, Wilkie Wilkie was well, very much in the way, out of the way of the proper path a catcher's supposed to have before the ball got there. I mean, she was standing well in foul ground before the ball bounced in. And unfortunately, unlike the first two days, uh, we don't have the direct line into the umpire's microphone here today. So we'll, we'll find oh, out. Oh, we don't? No, we'll find out when everybody else does. Did Florida take it? They did, oh. yeah. We're, we're here on Radio Row down the first baseline. Uh, ESPN commandeering our normal booth. Uh, ten, and Florida is calling this game on the radio, but unfortunately they're not allowed to travel. They are taking the uh, the the Nat sound though. Yeah, uh, we'll give it to them. We'll give that. We're we're here, so it's okay. Yeah, shout out to our friends Kyle Crooks and Ryan Urquhart. 
It was interesting yesterday as we were sitting next to Brian Rice for Tennessee. Yeah, we, we didn't share many words after yeah. the game. Beforehand, and we will probably tomorrow, but yeah. we need a little bit of time. They are still looking at this thing. I think this one is pretty clear. Again, Wilkie was in position, but recognized right. that the throw was going to bring her over and moved before. Yeah. Again, the, she was definitely tagged out. The What is under review right now is the obstruction. Because this, the throw from Hoover was well wide. It carried right. Wilkie into the path to the plate. You know, obstruction has always been complicated. Right. So we'll see, but... All right, let's see. Oh, no, it is not going to be obstruction, so <laughs> the out is recorded, and that'll do it for the Crimson Tide here in the top of the first inning. But it was a heck of a first inning as Alabama gets three runs on two hits. There was, excuse me, on three hits, there was one very crucial error and one runner left on base. We played a half inning. It's Alabama 3-4-0 here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We head to the bottom of the first inning. Alabama with an early 3-0 lead over Florida here in the championship game of the 2021 SEC Tournament. Here is the Chick-fil-A starting lineup for the fourth-ranked and number one-seeded Florida Gators. Roll Tide with Chick-fil-A. Florida is 42-8 on the year on a six-game win streak, having defeated Mississippi State and Missouri to get here to the championship game here of the SEC Tournament. Hannah Adams, the second baseman, will lead things off. Catching batting second is Emily Wilkie. Charlotte Eccles, the third baseman, bats third. Batting fourth is the first baseman, Kendall Lindemann. Jamie Hoover, the left fielder, bats fifth. Jordan Matthews, the designated player, batting sixth. Bailey Goddard, the right fielder, batting seventh. Batting eighth is the shortstop, Sarah Longley, and Cheyenne Lindsay, the center fielder, will bat ninth. They'll face in the circle for Alabama. The right-handed junior from Grayson, Kentucky, Montana Fouts, the SEC <laughs> co-pitcher of the year. The first pitch is bun and foul. First strike one. Bouts on the year with a 162 ERA and a 21-3 and record. 30th appearance and 26th start. She has 18 complete games, 168 and two-thirds innings, 118 hits, 48 runs, 39 of those earned. She's walked 42, struck out 264 on the year. Montana struck out their opponent's batting. 188 against Fouts. That one's high. One ball, one strike on Hat Adams. And in this SEC tournament, 2-0, 13 and two-thirds innings pitch, 10 hits, four runs, three earned, two walks, and 28 strikeouts. My goodness. But a 2-2 two two overall record in her career against Florida, including a loss earlier this season. The 1-1 pitch. That's pop foul. It will get out of play. The ball and two strikes now on Adams. Who's batting 386 on the year, 61 of 158, 49 runs scored, seven doubles, 10 homers, and 37 runs driven in. And Hannah Adams, one for six in this tournament with a walk, couple runs scored, four for 31, 129 average in her career against Alabama with an RBI and 12 walks. Here comes the one two to Adams. Swing and a miss. Strike three, got him with the rise. There's one down. And I held off one more. That's now five strikeouts in her career against Alabama. You know, this Florida order is basically led by one, three, and four. Adams, Eccles, and Lindemann, and I think we would be doing a disservice to the listeners to not point out, Florida is missing a very key piece to that offense. Julia Cottrell out with an illness. From what I understand, it's not COVID-related, just regular old allergies and sinus stuff, yeah. but she did not make the trip with the Gators. That brings up the catcher, Emily Wilkie. Right-handed hitting the first pitch. 
Misses outside for ball one. Wilkie batting 243, 17 of 70, 11 runs scored, two doubles, a triple, three homers, 13 runs driven in. So with Cottrell out, and Cottrell usually does the catching, Wilkie has been doing that duty all week long. I'm a little surprised to see her in the two spot, mm -hmm. but okay. 1-0. Right in there for a strike, one ball and one strike. Defensive alignment for Alabama, Mack in left, Brown in center, sides in right. Morgan at third, Clark at short, Woodard at second, Tau at first, and Hemphill behind the plates. Nine seventy-two fielding percentage for this defense in the streak. One-one, a bit high. Two balls and one strike. Dimensions here at the Rhodes House: two hundred down the lines, two twenty to trade away center field with a six-foot wall all the way around in the outfield, and the wind is blowing out to left field. Gusting at times, but not too much of it. The 2-1 pitch hits the outside corner for a called strike. 2-2. Two and two. All right. 50% capacity, but if you told me it was a sellout, I would believe you. Yeah. Just really good to have such a great crowd here at Rhodes, especially for this game. It's early. It's going to keep getting loud. The 2-2 two -two pitch comes in too low. The count's now full. Three balls and two strikes. Well... The main mission for Montana Founts today has to be getting out Hannah Adams and Wilkie because yeah. you don't want anyone on base at all for Eccles and Lindemann. And try to do it efficiently. Yes. Because you've thrown a lot of pitches here in the last, now, three days. Payoff pitch. Fouled off. Yes. Several Bama players have to scurry out of the way of that one. Sarah Cornell, I believe. Maybe that's Jenna Johnson. One of them down there had to fully hit the deck, I think. Lost a visor. Yeah. He. Oh, yep, that's Look Jenna out. Johnson. Look out. <laughs> Not what we need. No more of that, please. <laughs> Another 3-2 on its way. Hits the outside corner for a cold strike three. Back-to-back -back strikeouts for Faust to start things off here in the first. Well, Wilkie does struggle with the outside pitches, and this is a great job by Fouts using her location. Attacking the outside corner, pretty much just oh, yeah. pure pace, and it painted the edge of the white. That's a brilliant pitch. So two gone now for Charlotte Eccles. Left-handed hitting. This is where the strategy for Alabama gets interesting with these two. First pitch outside for ball one. Beckles, the junior, batting 382, 55 of 144, 37 runs scored, 10 doubles, two triples, 14 home runs, 53 runs driven in, leading the team in both homers and RBIs. But why is she so good? 29 walks to two strikeouts this year, although one of those Ks against Montana Fouts. 1-0 pitch. That's in there for a strike, 1-1. One one. But the reason it gets interesting is because we're kind of back in the tail as old as time situation with Florida. Eccles and Lindemann in this tournament have been hitting 600 and driven in 10 of the 11 RBIs here this week. So how do you attack the two most dangerous parts of this order? The 1-1 one, one pitch. Eccles fouls it off. One ball, two strikes. 3-0 Alabama here in the bottom of the first. Two out, nobody on for Florida. Scoring two of those runs on the Charlotte Eccles error. 
one, two. Misses outside, two and two. Yeah, and Florida trying to respond. Actually quite bad at the response stat. 15 of 56 this year, 268 mm. average. Well, they don't do it until the sixth or seventh. That's true. Yeah. That is their response time. <laughs> right. They did. They had a big response in the seventh yesterday. Here comes the 2-2 pitch. Eccles fouls it off, stays alive at 2-2. Two two. Patrick Murphy, the head coach of the Crimson Tide in his 23rd season as the Alabama head man. Head coaching record at Alabama, 1,141 wins, 318 losses, a 782 winning percentage. Murph is 39 and 26 all-time in the SEC tournament, four tournament championships. The only team to host and win the tournament. That happened in 2012. Only team to host and make a championship. That's crazy. The 2-2 pitch. Oh, a little bit low. Counts full at 3-2. I love that location, though. Drop ball inside half. If you don't get the swing, you're hoping to get the call. And Cameron Ellison didn't ring her up, but that is a great pitch call by Stephanie Van Brakel pro throw. Foul slips in. Here comes the payoff pitch. Ooh, barely got a piece to stay alive at three and two. The associate head coach for the Crimson Tide is Allison Habit, Stephanie Van Brekel, Pro Throw, the pitching coach, volunteer assistant Morgan Lashley, Kate Harris, director of softball operations, athletic trainers AC Anska, Nathan Sheehan, the sports information director, and Scott Moyer, the video director. In Florida, their head coach is Tim Walton in his 16th season. Eric Thomas, Mike Bosch, assistant coaches, the volunteer assistant Amanda Lorenz. Another 3-2 on its way. And that's grounded to second and off the glove of Savannah Woodard. She tried to make a diving stop on it. Gets into center field, and that'll be a single for Charlotte Eccles. First base run of the ball game for the Gators. Yeah, Eccles just saw a lot of pitches right there. And you knew she was going to find something at some point. Fouts left it a little up in the zone, and it's a good bit of hitting by Eccles. Hit so hard that there was nothing Woodard could do. And again... That part of the order just continues to do pretty much all the work for Florida. Eccles and the batter stepping in now. Kendall Lindemann stepping in. Right-handed hitting. First pitch. Right in there for a called strike. Going one. Lindemann, the senior, batting 312. 43 of 138. 18 runs scored. Seven doubles, eight homers, and 35 runs driven in. Was two for eight against Alabama earlier this year with that grand slam. The 0 1. Right in there again for a strike, 0 2. And has been just lights out for Florida here in, in this tournament specifically. Four for seven, six RBIs, a couple home runs, one in each game. And they both come after strikeouts, too. She's made great adjustments at the plate all week long. She's down 0 2 in the count here. The pitch. Outside, one ball, two strikes. I think Florida doesn't have a whole lot of transfers, but some really big ones here with Eccles and, and Lindemann back-to-back -back in the order. Both from the Big Ten, Lindemann from Minnesota, Eccles from Michigan State. One, two. Lindemann with a fly ball to right, and that's going to fall for a base hit in front of KB Sides. And runners now on the corners with two outs. Well, Lindemann certainly did not get all of this one. Just kind of off the edge of the bat. That was a high pitch. 
Probably would have been a ball. And with Lindemann's power, Sides was playing super deep. The reason why she's playing that deep even to a righty is because one of Lindemann's home runs was out to right field. She can hit to all parts of the park, so Sides just kind of got caught up there. But if those two come up and they don't score, you're okay with it because now you can attack the back half of the order. Jamie Hoover stepping in now. Right-handed hitting left fielder. Runners on the corners, two outs. Alabama leading it 3-0, trying to keep the Gators off the board here in the bottom of the first. First pitch. Hoover swings and misses. That's strike one. Hoover, I believe an eighth-year senior, <laughs> batting 233, 27-116, 22 runs scored. A double, four homers, and 21 runs driven in on the year. You're going to love this one. Career against Alabama, two for 29 with 13 strikeouts. The 0-1 pitch. High, one ball, one strike. She was the hero, though, against Missouri. Put it in play, mm. and a Missouri error gave the Gators a walk-off victory in the semis. The 1-1. Fouled off. A ball and two strikes. Yeah, she put it in play. It was a hard-hit ball to short. Jenna Laird, the SEC freshman of the year and one of the best fielders on Missouri's team. Just saw it take a sideways hop on her. She didn't field it cleanly, and Hoover beat it out. The winning one came in to score. Yeah, how good is that Missouri defense? They were tied with Florida in conference play fielding percentage. If that tells you anything, is Hempel chance with fouls. But either way, Florida keeps flirting. And so what that means is you got to strike early against them. Alabama's done that, and you can't let them score early. I'd love to see that rise right here. The 1-2 pitch, pop foul, we'll do it again, one ball, two strikes. And something else about Florida as well, you know, they kind of had the reputation of not really caring a whole lot about the SEC softball tournament as far as, I mean, they would they would come, but if they got eliminated early, that was fine, they'd go on home. But, you know, with no tournament last year, they are looking for their third straight tournament victory, tournament championship. The 1-2, swing and a miss. Strike three, got it with a rise, and that'll do it for the Gators here in the bottom of the first inning. No runs on two hits. There were no errors, two runners left on base. We played an inning, Alabama three, four to nothing here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Off to the top of the sixth, Alabama three, Florida nothing here in the SEC Tournament Championship game. Crimson Tide will have four, five, six due up here in the top of the six. Johnson, Sides, and Woodard facing Katie Cronister, who came on in relief in the previous inning, struck out Kaylee Tao with two on and two out. Cronister still has not given up a hit this year against Alabama. Now five and a third innings pitched. And we'll see how the Crimson Tide lineup adjusts to her in the circle. As again, three is a fun margin. It's it's good to have a lead, Tom. Right. But Florida's on the other side, and their thing is making comebacks. So you'd love to keep adding to the three-run advantage you have right now. You got to do everything you can to keep 
keep the pressure on, keep maybe add a run or two here. Alabama did win their first one-run game of the season yesterday. It's true. But I would like for this not to be a one-run game. I'm not sure I want to see the GoPro <laughs> footage if it's a one-run game in the uh, bottom of the seventh. As Jen Johnson will lead things off, one for two on the day. And that single squeeze bunt in the first inning that results in a run as that ball comes in for a college strike, 0-1. And, and she later came around to score herself on the air in that first inning. That's been all the scoring we've had. Three in the top of the first by Alabama, and that's it. The 0-1 pitch from Conister is fouled off. The ball's in two strikes. The 0-2 pitch, fouled off again. No balls and two strikes. They've just been talking about on TV. Reminder, the selection show for the NCAA tournament coming up tomorrow, 8 o'clock Central on ESPN2. We'll find out who Alabama will be hosting in the Tuscaloosa Regional. It's a long wait, Tom. What are we going to do all day? Uh, the 0-2 pitch. Swung on a miss for strike three, and Johnson goes down on strikes. There's one out. Well, when Cronister was here earlier this year, she had four strikeouts in relief, and a lot of them were on that pitch right there. When she's attacking the righties, she'll throw that drop ball inside half, and it's so tough to catch up to. Johnson got caught right there. One out for KB Sides. Over two, she reached on a fielder's choice and has flown out here today. The first pitch. Low for ball one. The 1-0. Again low. Two balls and no strikes. Out of the box podcast scoreboard update. Bottom of the sixth. Still scoreless on the farm. Stanford and Washington. Gabby Plain has given up five hits. But... The young freshman Vauder for Stanford, just two hits allowed against the Huskies so far. Hmm. The 2-0 pitch, sides, takes that one for a strike, 2-1. and one. Is Stanford even 500? Or are they sniffing? Oh, yeah, they'll be, they'll be a tournament okay, team. They're in they should be. Okay. I hope so. I do not hope to see Stanford in the Tuscaloosa Regional. Vauder is really good. The 2-1 pitch, slap foul. Two balls and two strikes. But as you mentioned earlier, Alabama State won the SWAC, beating Alcorn State in the SWAC tournament. So good chance we will see the Hornets as the four seed in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, if either Troy or South Alabama get in, I would think whichever it is will be the three seed here in Tuscaloosa. Two seed? Yeah. Uh, who knows? Could be anyone. The 2-2 pitch. Did she go? No, she didn't. He's outside. The count is now full at three and two. As Alabama will look to extend their regional winning streak, which is at 40 games right now, which is really amazing. That's something we'll talk about more later, but my gosh. The, two, the payoff pitch. That one's grounded through for a base hit into left field. KB sides. 
And she almost rounded first base too much. They tried to throw back behind her, but Sides is back in time, and that will be a single with one out for Alabama here in the sixth. Well, you've just got to find a way to go with that pitch, and that's what Sides just did. Again, to those lefties, Chronister is going to keep throwing that drop curve outside, and Sides just got the bat out there, poked it in the right spot. And Alabama is going to send up a pinch hitter now. It's going to be the redshirt junior, Kyra Lockhart. Kyra getting her first at-bat here of the SEC tournament. A little bit of surprise, but comes in for Savannah Woodard, who's 0 for 2 with a couple of ground outs. Lockhart, 111 on the year, 2 of 18 with a double and two RBIs. And Tim Walton comes out to talk with a home plate umpire, and the umpire is going to get together. Not sure what they could be talking about. Unless the play at first was closer than I thought it was with sides making the turnaround first base. Did you see anything else? No. They are going to review something. Interesting. So I think, yeah. All right. We're taking a look now from ESPN. Yeah, she's safe. She's on the bag right there. Unless they're saying she was on the foot of the first baseman instead of the bag. I think half of her foot's on the bag. I, I think that yeah. she should be fine. As the tag is well late when it's slowed down, just whether or not Sides has a piece of the bag there with her right foot. Yeah, see on the replay, you can see that left toe is kind of tilted down. Yeah. That should be touching the bag. Or obstruction. Does that not become obstruction? Why? Well, but who knows? Uh, we, need to, we need to call <laughs> one of the rules people at that point. But I, think, I guess if you're Tim Walton, you're thinking, well, this is my last inning. I can make a challenge anyway. Go ahead and use it there on a close play. It would certainly change things if sides is not safe on first. This is taking a little longer yeah. than I would have thought. They continue to look at it. Thoughts on uh, Lockhart getting the call here to come up? Well, I mean, it makes sense from a righty-lefty perspective. Woodard has had two pretty quiet ground ball outs here in this game over to second. You know, she's a lefty, Chronister, a lefty as well. I mean, I understand it from that standpoint. And who knows, Tom? We have seen some crazy, spectacular capital M moments here in this tournament. Sure. Kyra Lockhart has a couple hits this year. Maybe she can add one more and get added to the moments document I've got. Is that her last at bat? Is a line drive in the left center field gap against Ole Miss on senior day? And she is safe. It took a long time, but KB Sides is safe at first. 
as the ruling stands. And now Alabama has a runner on first for the pinch hitter, Kyra Lockhart. The important thing in this at-bat for Lockhart is to not chase the drop ball. Earlier this year, she came in as a pinch hitter against Chronister and struck out on the drop ball. So she's got to hold off on that pitch, wait for something elevated that she can turn on. So Lockhart steps in. And the first pitch misses for ball one. One up pitch. Lockhart swings and misses at that drop. One and one. It looks tasty. Yeah. But you just have to make that adjustment. Realize it's not going to be in the zone. 1-1 one, one pitch. Low, 2-1. There you go. Much better. Same exact pitch, same exact location. This time Lockhart held off, and it was a ball. Two one. Lockhart again holds off on it. Three and one. It's a really good in at bat adjustment by Kyra Lockhart. Now you force Chronister to bring that pitch up. Three one. Lockhart fouls it off. Now it's now full. Three balls and two strikes. The armchair batter would say, well, just don't swing at it if it's a drop ball. Well, it doesn't look like it's a drop ball until, until you've missed it. So, so not that easy. Payoff pitch. Runner goes. Swing and a miss. Strike three. The sides is safe at second as the throwdown actually hits her. And the strikeout of Lockhart, but there is a stolen base by sides, and there's two gone. Sides. Seventh stolen base of the year on nine attempts. Second of a tournament. Yeah. For KB Sides. Now she's in scoring position here with two outs for Maddie Morgan. Who's one for two with a single and a ground out. First pitch. Low for ball one. He's in the first inning. Maddie Morgan with a single. KB Sides tried to score from second. She was thrown out at home and Alabama argued obstruction. They reviewed it and said it was not. 1-0. Outside, 2-0. This will be the one right here. Chronister has to throw a strike. If you're Morgan, you're looking to hammer. 2-0 is in the dirt. Three balls and no strikes. First base is open, Taylor Clark on deck. Three O. Low for ball four. Morgan drop walks on four straight pitches. It's a very disciplined at bat for Maddie Morgan, not chasing anything low. Chronister was trying to get those swings and misses and could not against the lefty Morgan. And the Florida pitching coach, Mike Bosch, have to talk with Chronister here. It's Alabama threatening 
really for well the second straight inning. Alabama with a couple runners on base. So both teams went basically the second, third, and fourth innings without doing a whole lot offensively. Meeting concludes. You had both sides and Morgan going down to talk with Allison Abbott and Patrick Murphy during that break in the action as well. So Taylor Clark now steps in. 0 for 2 with a fly out and a strikeout. First pitch. Outside and it gets away. And KB sides. Takes third. Timeout call. Patrick Murphy, I believe, is going to send down a pinch runner at first. From Addie Morgan, I believe it's going to be Sarah Cornell. Good base running by sides right there, taking advantage of a small bit of laps. And Cronister right now struggling to find the zone, even on the strikeout to Lockhart. That was a pitch pretty low. Yeah. So she's having some location issues right now. Got sides on third, Cornell on first, Taylor Clark at the bat with a 1-0 count. First, the 1-0, low again, two balls and no strikes. So maybe if you're an Alabama hitter, you have the red light until the strike is thrown. That'd be my belief. The 2-0. Oh, hits the inside corner. Two balls and one strike. Clark turned away from that one as though it was coming further inside. Look at that. Clark scooting up a bit in the box after those first three pitches. 2-1, and that one is grounded foul. Two balls and two strikes. Clark's doing that to try and get to the ball before it falls off the table. After that take call, I saw her look at Patrick Murphy. He said something. She nodded, said something back, and scooted up in the box. See where she lines up this time. Yep, yeah. same spot. Now the 2-2. Again, fouled off. First and third, two outs. 2-2 two -two count. Alabama with a 3-0 lead, trying to add to it here in the top of the sixth. The 2-2. Two -two. Clark with a line drive. That's down for a base hit in the left field. Coming in the score is KB Sides. That's an RBI single for Taylor Clark. It's 4-0 Alabama. Fire me up, Taylor Clark. We've talked already in this inning about in-at-bat adjustments. Clark, midway through that A-B, scooted up in the box and was in the perfect position to catch that drop ball. A little elevated, but about to fall off the table. You could see it start to move down, and Clark got a hold of it before it could do so, roping it out to left and executing to perfection that A-B. Really nicely done by Taylor Clark and a great piece of hitting there to give Alabama four runs. 
now, Patrick Murphy going to the bench once again. And it's going to be the freshman, K.J. Haney, getting in that bat here. Yeah, same situation. He wants a righty up. And Allison Habits and Patrick Murphy spent a lot of time just now talking with Haney. And I have to assume the conversation was something along the lines of, hey, either scoot up in the box or lay off that drop because it has not found the zone pretty much at all here in this sixth inning. For Haney on the year, she's one for seven with a run scored, a home run, and three runs driven in. She's drawn a walk as well, so this will be her ninth plate appearance of the year. Of course, we remember that three-run homer she hit against Alabama State. The dinger that resulted in many memes. <laughs> Haney steps in here, runners on first and second, two outs. First pitch. Oh, wow. Called strike, 0-1. It's a great pitch from Cronister. Elevating that drop ball upper part of his zone, knowing because of where Haney is aligned in the box, she's probably thinking to lay off that pitch. It's a strike call. The 0-1, Haney swings and misses at the drop there, 0-2. Got to think the same pitch is coming here on the 0-2. The 0-2. And he fouls it off. But again, no balls and two strikes. Another 0-2 on its way. Haney. Takes it low and inside. One ball, two strikes. One, two pitch. Haney, ooh, hammers this one foul just past Ron Alexander, the third base umpire. That would have left a mark had it hit him. But she got exactly what she wanted. Cronister left that drop up just a bit, but Haney out in front. Again, good in at bat adjustments by these Alabama hitters. Crowd to their feet, supporting Haney. The one two. Outside, two balls and two strikes. Yeah, Cornell on second, Clark on first. Bam with a four-nothing lead, trying to add to it here with two outs from the top of the sixth. Two two, and he fouls it off again. Cronister is really frustrated. Bit of a reaction after that throw. That was a pitch high and inside. A little surprised she hasn't gone back to that drop ball on the outside edge. We got Haney swinging earlier. The two two. There it was, swung on a miss for strike three. And that'll do it for Alabama here in the sixth. But Alabama adds an extra run here in the sixth inning. Is it one run on two hits, no errors, and two runners left on base? We move to the home half of the sixth. It's 4 nothing Crimson Tide. Here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.
We head to the bottom of the sixth inning here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama with a 4-0 lead over Florida. Due up for the Gators here in the sixth. Eccles, Lindemann, and Hoover, 3-4-5. Montana Fouts back out in the circle for the Crimson Tide. Alabama, four runs on seven hits, no errors. Five runners left. Florida, no runs on three hits, an error, and five runners left on base. And before we bring this bottom of the sixth to you, let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network. Alabama with three runs in the top of the first inning and an extra run in the top of the sixth. Florida held scoreless so far, and Charlie Eccles will lead things off. She's one for one. She singled in the first inning, walked in the third. Montana Fouts, nine strikeouts on the day. She has tied the SEC tournament record for strikeouts in a tournament with 37 overall. Here comes the first pitch to Eccles. Swung on a miss for strike one. And this is a great scenario for Alabama for Montana Fouts. Eccles and Lindemann, as we've talked about all night, best parts of the order for Florida all season long, and especially in this tournament. To have them leading off. The sixth then, inning. Yeah, it's yeah. impossible for them to tie it up themselves. Swung on a miss, strike two. An RBI by Taylor Clark at the top of the six is Clark is making the case to be all tournament team, I believe. The 0-2 fouled off. We begin no balls and two strikes. As you mentioned before, Gray, Eccles on the year, just two strikeouts. But one of them was against Alabama and against Montana Fouts earlier this year. I think that's the last time she struck out, actually. Mm. How about we set the record right here? The 0-2. That's in the dirt, 1-2. and two. You tried. Yeah, you know. It was a good setup. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. Out of the box podcast scoreboard update. Top seven. Excuse me, bottom seven now. one nothing Washington over Stanford. Huskies trying to salvage a split of the four games and win the Pac-12 series. The one-two pitch. That one is popped up on the infield, third base side. Morgan calling everyone off. She makes the catch for out number one. This is a bad swing from yeah. Sharla Eccles. That is a rise ball well high. I mean, we are talking skyscraper level, folks. You don't swing at that. You shouldn't. But I think Eccles really wanted to do something for her team, got a bit antsy, and popped it up. When you get Sharla Eccles on an easy out like that, boy, that's good news. So one out now for Kendall Lindemann. First pitch. Right in there for a strike. Going one. Lindemann's one for two. Singled in the first and struck out in the third. The 0-1. Low. One ball, one strike. One one, fouled straight back. Long two strikes. 
So far in every game in this tournament, Lindemann's had a home run, and she's done so following a strikeout. She struck out last time up. Can Fouts end that streak? The one, two. Oh, just misses outside. Two balls and two strikes. Tell you what, she almost did. Great location here. Curveball outside. Just didn't get the call, but it's a really good spot. The 2 2. That one is on the outside corner. Cold strike three. Lindemann goes down on strikes, and Fouts has the tournament strikeout record with 37. Lindemann was totally frozen. Fouts goes right back to what she just threw, but brings it a little more inside. That one curving back over the plate. And Lindemann could just walk back to the dugout. Mr. Fouts really excited on that one. As Jamie Hoover now steps in. First pitch, grounded foul for strike one. As much as we have talked about Eccles and Lindemann, and deservedly so, what a job by Montana Fouts. Getting Eccles to pop up on what I, I still think is just a bad swing, mm. an undisciplined swing, and then getting Lindemann looking brilliant. Hoover struck out twice today. The 0-1. Right in there for a strike, 0-2. Crowd to their feet. The 0-2. Swing on a miss. Strike three. Bounce. Gets another 1-2-3 inning here in the bottom of the six with back-to-back -back strikeouts to wrap things up for the Gators. The skyscraper rise working effectively there. Hoover well under it. A phenomenal inning of pitching from Montana Fouts, using everything in the arsenal and getting through the most dangerous part of the Gators order. One, two, three. We head to the top of the seventh. Alabama with a 4-0 lead over Florida looking for a championship here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We head to the top of the seventh inning. Alabama with a 4-0 lead over Florida. Due up for the Crimson Tide here in the seventh. Top of the order, Mack, Hemphill, and Tau. Against Katie Conister in the circle for the Gators. Alabama and Montana Fouts, who has now set the all-time mark in the SEC tournament for strikeouts. Has 11 strikeouts on the day. 38 for the tournament. And... What a, what a performance by Montana Fouts so far through six. It really is amazing. I mean, this is her third straight day pitching. Yeah. And she's still doing this and getting stronger still as the game goes on. Just a, an incredible performance. Absolutely incredible. But you'd still love to get more runs. I was about to say, <laughs> that being said, Florida is still Florida. Right. Four is good. Five or six or seven would be better. As Alexis Mack will lead things off in the top of the order. Mack is two for three on the day. Extending her hit streak already to eight games. A couple of singles and a run scored. First pitch. Called strike 0-1. By the way, Mack has now passed Hemphill 
in the batting average race, 418 to 416. Hemphill with no official at bats today, so she's just right where she was. The 0-1, Mack pulls back the bunt. It's high, one ball, one strike. Out of the box podcast scoreboard update. I believe our final one of a day, our only one of a day, really. Washington yeah. beats Stanford, one nothing. The one-one pitch. Mack puts down a bunt, but it will spin foul. The ball and two strikes. Oh, all the eyes of the softball world on this matchup, which I think they were anyway. 3-4 in the country. SEC Tournament Championship. Alabama trying to keep Florida from three-peating. Gators beat Alabama 2-1 in 2019. That one is slapped again foul. Right at home plate. Do it again, one and two. Bama looking for their sixth tournament crown, and the first since 2012. One, two. Outside, two balls and two strikes. And also, interestingly enough, next year's tournament is going to be in Florida. Yeah, you want to go ahead and take bets now that the championship will be Alabama, Florida? <laughs> in Gainesville. The 2-2. Mack with a chopper back to Chronister. She has it. We'll make the throw for out number one. Well, Mack saw that one pretty well and got exactly what she wanted. Unfortunately, couldn't get a high enough hop to get over Chronister. So one out. That'll bring up Bailey Hemphill. Hemphill, no official at bats today. She's been hit by a pitch and has been walked twice and has scored a run. She does have a home run in her career on Katie Cronister. First pitch, low for ball one. You will remember it well, Tom. That was the home run in Oklahoma City to, at the time, tie the SEC single-season record with Mia Davidson, also set that year. And to give Alabama a 15-0 lead at the time. 1-0. Misses again. Two balls and no strikes. This is a good day. Possibly my favorite. It's up there. <laughs> Today is certainly in the conversation if things finish off. The 2-0 pitch. Ampill takes that for a call strike. 2-1. So interesting to see Tom Hemphill and that pitch was back in the batter's box now moving up a bit here on this 2-1. Here comes a 2-1 pitch. Mm. And it's in there again for a strike, 2-2. Two two. Oh, she got what she wanted. She scooted up. She had a, a somewhat elevated drop ball. But it curved far enough to make her think it might be a ball. It's a good pitch from Chronister. So two balls and two strikes on Hemphill. The pitch. That one is in the dirt, and the count is full. Three and two. Here comes the payoff. And Bill fouls it off. Do it again. Three and two.
we'll see where she lines up here in the box. Had scooted up in the back half of the at-bat. Now kind of in the middle. Another 3-2 on its way. Hemphill with a fly ball to shallow left on the run and making the catch is Hoover for out number two. Got that one off the end of the bat. Yeah, good pitch from Cronister, low inside. And Hemphill unfortunately caught it as it was going down. So, like you said, just off the end of the bat. So two outs now for Kaylee Tao. He's 0 for 3 on the day. First pitch. That one's lined to left, but right to Hoover, who's there and makes the catch. Inner tracks for out number three to retire the side. No runs, no hits, no errors, no runners left for the Crimson Tide here in the seventh. We head to the bottom of the seventh, and the last chance for Florida, it's Alabama 4, Florida nothing here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network, Clearfield IMG College. We move to the home half of the seventh inning. Alabama with a 4-0 lead on Florida. Three outs away from an SEC tournament title. Do up for the Gators here in the seventh. Matthews, Goddard, and Longley. 6-7-8. Montana Fouts back out in the circle. Six innings, three hits, no runs, one walk, 11 strikeouts. She's thrown 90 pitches on the day. And those three hits came in the first two innings for the Gators. We were thinking the same thing. I was about to look that up and confirm it. Yeah, Fouts has just been on a tear. She's been able to make adjustments to the Florida batters, making adjustments to her. And she has set up this seventh inning perfectly. I mean, if you want to face the least dangerous part of the Florida order, you got it. Six, seven, eight right here. Gells, Goddard, Longley, the three lowest batting averages of the players in the lineup right now. Or I should say three of the four as Hoover's drop below Gells. Okay, Avery Gells will lead things off, getting her first at-bat of the ball game. She came in as a defensive replacement a couple innings ago. And the first pitch called strike, going one. Gells on the year, batting 236. 26 of 110, 17 runs scored, 11 runs driven in, four doubles, a triple. 0 for 3 in this SEC tournament with a walk and a strikeout. If you're fouls, go right after her. Yeah, one pitch. Swung on a miss for strike two. And, uh, fouls is going right after her. It's pretty good. <laughs> Low rise ball moving up. As our friends at ESPN show an interesting note, last complete game shutout in an SEC championship, Monica Abbott, 2006. Wow. The 0-2 pitch. High. One ball, two strikes. So you're telling me in the same week, Bailey Hemphill could be in the same sentence as Kelly Kretschman and Montana Fouts could be in the same sentence as Monica Abbott. Goodness gracious. One-two pitch. Foul back. We'll do it again. One ball, two strikes. Two. And that's a ground ball back to Fouch. She has it, underhands it to first in time to get Gills, and there's one away. 
coming up, Bailey Goddard. He's 0 for 1 with a ground out and a hit by pitch. First pitch. Right in there for a call strike, 0 and 1. And Fouch just keep, keep getting ahead, keep going. Absolutely. Great drop ball inside half there. Probably followed up with a rise ball here on the 0 1. The 0 1 pitch is a rise and a swung on and missed, 0 and 2. The 0-2 pitch is a little outside, a little high, one and two. It's a pretty good take by Goddard, actually. Goddard, the sophomore, young player, first postseason experience. Mm. I would have swung. <laughs> the 1-2, and that is a fly ball, sky high, but... Playable for Max. She hates, makes the catch. And Florida is down to their final out. Goddard went and got that pitch outside. One of the furthest hit balls we've seen today, but Mack, not having to worry about the sun anymore, made the easy catch. So two outs. Sarah Longley steps in. He's one for two with a single and a ground out. Foul slips in, and here comes the first pitch. Swung on and missed for strike one. one it's outside one ball one strike bounce just now over 100 pitches that was her 101st pitch of the day remarkable wonderful efficiency against this lineup bounce looks in and the one one swung on a miss for strike two on the rise and Florida's down to their final strike. I would say crouch to their feet, but they've been there pretty much the entire inning. The one-two is pop foul. We'll do it again. One ball, two strikes. Looks in. 
And the one-two is low. Two balls and two strikes. That drop was never high enough to get any real look at it from Longley. Now the 2-2. Two -two. It's ground ball back to Fouts. She has it. The underhand throw in time. And that will do it. Your final score, Alabama 4, Florida nothing. And for the sixth time in program history and the first time since 2012, Alabama is SEC Tournament Champions. We witnessed something magical here this week, Tom. Absolutely magical. What an environment all week long, and what a performance from this team, and in particular, the Stars. Bailey Hemphill, yes, but Montana freaking Fouts. <laughs> How she continues to do it, I don't know, but man, she keeps on doing it. An all-time SEC tournament performance capped off by a just absolutely spectacular showing in the championship game. Alabama wins the game by a final score of 4-0. Florida had three hits, nothing after the second inning. Fouts gets a complete game shutout, one walk, 11 strikeouts, setting the, S or the SEC tournament record with 39 strikeouts in three games and looked amazing all weekend long. She all really did. Long. Yeah. First SEC championship complete game shutout since 2006 from Monica Abbott, mm. and breaking, everything was working. Breaking a record that was set in 2002. Ugh. Historic run by Mon uh, Montana Bouts and this Alabama softball team as the Crimson Tide gets the tournament championship by a final score of 4 nothing. We'll take a timeout, come back with a post-game report right after this. It's Alabama 4, Florida nothing. The Crimson Tide is your tournament champion right here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. So that was the SEC tournament title. And like you said, Tom, not the best moment from the SEC tournament, yes. but still pretty darn good here at number three. There was a giant trophy given out at the end of this this tournament. Confetti. Confetti. Maybe we little, held that trophy. Right, we did. The confetti may be a little premature, but it was okay. Everything was fine. It was still very celebratory. We were happy. It's all good. Yeah, oh, it, was, it was awesome. And a great culmination to what we said. A great week in Tuscaloosa. Uh, one that was waited for a long time. Props to the SEC for... Just, you know, instead of trying to reschedule for years down the road, just pushing everything back a year after what happened in 2020, and it couldn't have been a better event. Uh, I know even, you know, obviously it didn't turn out the way that some of the other teams wanted it to, but even they have had nothing but positive things yeah. about the way the things, everything ran and how the tournament was in Tuscaloosa. And it was a lot of fun and it was a great way to cap it off. Whew. But Alabama only got there. Because of some magic in the semis. And that'll be number two. <laughs> Just when you look back at these 48 hours of <laughs> softball, and not just for Alabama, overall. I oh, mean, yeah. what a freaking semis and championship paired 
for ESPN and for the SEC. The games were bonkers, and the Alabama semifinal, I'm just going to spoil it now, will be number two, Mm -hmm. Alabama-Tennessee. And something really special had to happen for it to beat the championship, like you said, and boy, did it. Mm. (laughs) As I said, I just wish Montana Fast would get excited every once in a while. She really, she needs to come out of her shell. She doesn't let her emotions come. No, never. Keeps it all inside. Right. Uh, That'll be next week as we continue rolling along on the Alabama Softball 2021 Moments of the Year. For Tom Canterbury, I'm Gray Robertson. See you next week.